Did you know that fir trees can grow in human lungs? Starting off this episode on a festive route, imagine this. I, I, I'm a little shocked too. Whole, like, what? A whole Christmas tree can grow inside your lungs. How would you feel about that? You would. You mean like if you were dead and someone planted your body like in the ground, or what? No, like like straight up a seed of a fir tree grew inside your lungs. Like that. Like if you breathe like, too hard in the forest, you're you're gonna. How do people? You probably, you probably get like a seed. Like I was I was reading this thing about a patient. And I just thought it'd be a fun way to start off this holiday season. Anyways, this is the Squad Games podcast that has nothing to do with fur trees growing inside human lungs, but it can if you want it to. Today, I'm I'm with Saya and Dakota. My name's Giacomo, and again, this is the Squad Games podcast. How's it going, guys? What have you guys been up to? Pretty sure Giacomo's favorite tree is a Douglas fir. Why? It's my best guess. I, I didn't I've even know this I've been good, though. <laughs> Douglas fir, that's what they make all the houses out of. That's what, what two by fours I, are made out of. I did not know that. See, that is like beyond my level of understanding of wood. Oh. oh. But you know what's not beyond, beyond your understanding? Painting? Knowing that they grow out of your lungs. I'm fir literally trees. Googling it right now. Well, one guy. That was one, it was one guy. I already did it. There was one guy. There was one guy, and they had to remove part of the dude's lung because it caused him severe pain. But it germinated and it sprouted in his lung. (laughs) I don't know. The dude was doing some kind of like Christmas Coke. I Googled fir tree and it was the third thing that popped up in lung. Oh, oh, this happened in Russia. Anything happens in Russia. Okay, I believe it. There, you you heard it here first on the Squad Games podcast. Anything happens in Russia. Nowhere before has someone said weird things happen in Russia. This is the Squad Games podcast again for the third time. (laughs) And, And we're... We are looking back at the this year and everything that's come of squad games of Kill Team, and and, and also, also there's a balanced data slate. Yeah, we got to talk about that. That's that <laughs> dropped today, and now you know Christmas. It came early, and the gift was four pages on a PDF. Wow! <laughs> hey, thanks, Games Workshop. <laughs> thanks, Santa. <laughs> oh. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right into it since we've had a little bit of exposition now. Uh, Dakota, you want to start us off? Yeah, so if anyone's listening and they want to pull up in the balanced data slate, the easiest way to find that is on the Warhammer community site. You go to downloads and then you go over to Kill Team. Alternative route, you can go on our Discord and I pinned it on one yeah, of our you channels. Can, you could 100% do that. So... We'll talk about more of the stuff that's changed rather than every single rule in the balanced data slate. Uh, one of the biggest changes, in my opinion, uh, which is really helpful to all of the slow teams, so that's going to be Gellerpox, uh, Necrons, both Compendium and Herotech, and also um, Death Guard. Death Guard is the new core rule that movement characteristics cannot be modified to less than two circles. Now, I did come up with a question that I posed to a couple of people where what if you're playing a multiplayer game and you had the hero tech dudes slowing you and you had warp coven slowing you, would you sl- and you were a, you know, Gellerpox or, you know, a death guard, would you all of a sudden like you just couldn't move anymore? Um this answers my question. Thank you. 
it's my Christmas present from Games Workshop. They answered yes. my one true desirous question. Suck it, Warp Coven. I, so I, I was going to say, as a Warp Coven player, that that like she wants I, people not to move and not. I, I love just slowing people around. Like it's like my favorite thing to do. So I'm just like, ugh. I mean, you must be super fun at parties. Um, <laughs> you probably are, honestly. I mean, I've been to parties with you guys. I feel like I'm a I'm a good time. She's a real she's a real hoot. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other big changes, um, scrolling down to what is this page two, um, is the Pathfinder nerf. I know this is thank goodness. <laughs> now, do you guys think that the nerf of that they get one less operative is going to be big enough or good enough to stop these little communists in their tracks? I think honestly, two would have made them a much more equal team, a much more fair team. I I think that the way that they move, they do have too many too many models on the table. They have, yeah, they definitely had a lot of models before with really good shots. Like their their weapon was nice. Oh yeah, having one less is is good. So now you can't but just move some of your less. would be. I don't know. That might be a little oppressive. They're still I feel only like, like eight oppress wounds. them. Oppress I them. I feel like this is a step in the right direction, like you said, Jock. And but I feel like the they could deserve. They deserve possibly one more thing i like i like the fact that it's a hard-hitting nerf but they didn't push it too far to make them like unplayable if that makes sense yeah suddenly everyone's like i'm throwing my pathfinders away and i'm never playing warhammer again (laughs) and if 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 they if they end up you know being still really oppressive i'm sure they have another one in in there something that i wish they would have done was i wish that they would have got rid of the the triple dash move throw grenade turn one uh alpha strike i think that's probably not healthy for the game um and that's probably my least favorite thing about them especially now that dash has gotten even better because you can fly that's true you're right that that grenade ability is a pretty big gotcha yeah, especially if you're somebody who has a bunch of models or even a space marine, like they could just run up and throw a melt a grenade, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm going to trade one guy for one space marine. I mean, it's it's pretty good. You know, that's it's a good. Not... Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like that could have been nerfed where you're not allowed to take more than one dash before the game starts or something, you know, because that would also help like um some other teams shenanigans as well but you know it is what it is right because they use uh i believe the ability is monka i'm probably saying wrong monka monka and that lets them all just do that free forward movement yeah like if it was just two guys that maybe benefited that then you could get a third by doing the the dash ability then i'd feel fine well you get a dash and then you can monka and then you can steal the uh, the turn away because you put one of your guys on the okay exactly that's what i mean like maybe if not everyone got all the dashes and you know you couldn't double up on it like if you already did the forward movement you can't then dash with this or something i think yeah i think i think the biggest thing is is that like as a terrain as a tournament organizer 
you know, you have to plan for pathfinders and that is not particularly healthy. The fact that you have to keep terrain layouts in mind because of one specific team. Yeah. You know, um, well, I mean, we'll see. Well, maybe this is good enough. You know, maybe maybe they won't be as oppressive, but uh, only time will tell. And we'll never see them in top threes again. <laughs> we'll oh, see about gosh. that. Um, watch, they just win LVO again. Again. Or, oh. No, well, That's, they didn't win last time, but yeah. You're right. They didn't, but it's coming up. We'll see. Yeah. So Phobos is the next team that received a change. Giacomo, you played quite a lot of Phobos when they first came out. What are your thoughts on these? I I think they're these are amazing steps in the right direction. This is everything I thought they should have had out the gate. Terror always should have been an aura. The zero Agreed. AD should have always just been there. Multi spectrum. Explain array. what ter- terror does. Yes, so it reduces your opponent's APL. So like if you're controlling stuff, uh, sorry, you're yeah with the count the number of APL you'd count as for controlling objectives. So you know you're causing terror to your yeah. opponents. It can also. Uh, if you loot an objective or you s- seize an objective from somebody else or something, um, it becomes one more AP for the enemy operative to steal right to activate. Back. Yeah. Yes. So that was that was always needed. That was important. And I like multi spectrum array finally just becoming. They can't be obscured. It makes sense. They'd have these things in their in their goggles that are telling them exactly where they are. It's so strong. It's so strong. It, you know what? I was playing a couple games with them, and I find that I used it once. So it wasn't overpowering, and my opponent even said, the changes feel good. They don't feel... I don't feel too oppressed, because I still don't have stopping power. You know, Bobos doesn't have, like, an AP2 well, weapon or something. What about the new Deadly Shots? Deadly Shots is great, and in fact, it actually makes me want to take more incursors than infiltrators, because usually I was on the infiltrator bandwagon, uh, for the Omni Scrambler, so I could tell them that guy, like, all right, he's not activating for five turns or something. But now I sort of want to take more of these guys that are um, just doing the no cover plus the critical hit. But even if you take Infiltrators, they have lethal five, and then they could get a P1, which is like, whoa, that's really good. Yeah, that's true. There's no downsides to deadly shots. I love it. And Guerrilla Warfare just becoming from six inches to three inches or uh, Pentagon to square. This is a fine change. I don't think I ever really ran into the issue where my opponent was too close to me. <laughs> and cursors are so good now. And cursors are so in good this, now. In the certain teams, they're really, really strong. Yes, there's definitely times where I was thinking I would just take a full incursor team with, of course, a reaver. I feel like reavers are just, you've got to take one or two in your team. Agreed. I think reavers are really good against, or are possibly really good against, uh, like, a Death Guard and stuff like that. But now, Guerrilla Warfare. That's impre- that's that's a big change as well. Yeah, so just changing the range is nice. But again, I never really ran into the issue where I didn't like kill my opponent and then guerrilla warfare myself down. Yeah. So it is nice that it's only three inches, so you could kind of get a little closer and try to get a couple shots in and then still go down. So it's definitely appreciated. I like it. You know, that means the requirement's less hard to get. I'll take it. Now, Hunter Clade got some really big changes actually which is there's one stealth nerf which is the fact that they don't get that extra gunner anymore yep it just doesn't say it yeah and now your kill team can include more securian operatives than it does ranger operatives 
Uh, it cannot. Sorry. Yes, cannot. Yeah, and if it, if your team, so essentially you can have five Sicarians and is it four normal Rangers, right? Right. Um, or you can have four Sicarians and six Rangers, but for eleven in uh, total, I believe uh, that's one, one additional. Works. So it'd be seven additional Rangers. Rangers slash Vanguard, because you'd have four Sicarians plus the seven and or of Rangers and Vanguard, which is nice so that, you know, something that's that effect. So otherwise you're doing five and five. I mean, when you when you see four Hunter Clade show up to the New Mexico U.S. Open grand final that Games Workshop is running, uh, you heavily know that Games Workshop is going to look at that team and change something. Right, they're wondering why is this so good, and then why did half why. of the top players decide to bring this team into a mixed tournament? Yeah. So uh, next we have the Void Dancer troop, which they got a nerf to Domino Field, costing one plus CP. Um, for those that don't know what Domino Field does, is in its original inception, was that. Harlequins could not be shot unless if you're within two inches of them, as long as they're within one inch of intervening terrain. It changed because it got nerfed because it was way too good to six inches. Now it's getting nerfed once again because it is <laughs> such a strong rule that it's going to be costing one plus CP. So that means it's going to continue every time you use it, it's going to cost one more CP each time. So for the first time, two times you use it, it's like they never got the the uh, the buff from the new matched play, right? Because you're taking that one extra CP. And then on the your fourth turn, when you pop it for your third time, it's going to take three CP. Um, a pretty big nerf for this team, especially, I think it's, I think this one is more directed at their Void Dancer's play style so most players that play these don't have to think about how terrain even works because it doesn't matter because it literally domino field is like oh you know you ignore the rule no matter what (laughs) right so you just go on autopilot when you play these guys and you're just jumping around laughing and stabbing people with monofilament wires because they're insane clowns um and now players are going to have to think a little bit more when they play them. Uh, Saya, what do you think about that? Uh, I know this is a team that you're looking at. I know. It was, it was I have like uh, Sisters of Battle of Boy Dancers, like, and everybody got hit a little bit. I even looked over at Sisters, and the way that they're using their faith points has changed a little bit as well. Uh, I feel like, and I might be wrong because I haven't actually played Boy Dancers, but the way I looked at it was that mostly people just use Domino um, Field in the very beginning of the game. It, that's usually how they open the game. So I'm, I am I don't know how badly this is actually going to hurt them. But again, that comes with someone who doesn't have a lot of experience playing them yet. Um, so typically, typically people would pop this every single turn and save their CP for this every single turn. So this was a free, uh, this was something free that they could just... This is, I believe it costed one. It might have costed two originally. Um I don't have the book in front of me. I believe it costed one CP. Uh, And every single term you would pop this. And the rule states that as long as you're within one inch of cover, anything outside of six inches 
could not see or shoot you regardless of any other rules. Yeah. So, so, so even the, the new Phobos incursors would not be able to see Harlequins from over six inches away because they ignore all other rules. So they kind of got to ignore and pick and choose fights um, because of that rule in general. And it only costed one CP. So every turn you're gaining a CP. So in the, in the end, like it never costed them anything to use it. And my thought process on this is that it's, it's healthy because now people are going to have to think about when they want to use it rather than just using it as a crutch um, to put their models wherever they want. I see what you mean. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion of it, that this nerf wasn't needed. And while I don't think it was needed, because I haven't seen a lot of Void Dancers winning tournaments. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little I confused. Don't, to... I don't think that the, that this is necessarily game-breaking for them. It just forces them to play the game like everyone else, you know? Well, like you said, like like you don't see Void Dancers, you know, top three usually. But at this, I think well, you see them top three. They just don't win. <laughs> um, I just don't see. I think this is a pretty heavy, heavy cost. I mean, but you, you are right. You have to really think about how you're going to use your CP. If 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 doing this, it, it's going to cost you every time you do it, and it's going to cost more and more every time you use it. So, yep, yeah, it's just um, they still get to do it if they want to. It's just you know, you're right. It's just going to have to force them to play a game a little bit differently. Yeah, they'll have to be a little bit more cagey. For sure. Yep. Uh, we might as well go over some of the Warp Coven stuff. Now, nothing in the Warp Coven has has changed, but Saya is a Warp Coven player. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty so, excited about this. <laughs> this was the last data slate change. Yeah. Um, the Rupert com- Command ability changed to six inches from three inches. So now models within six inches of them other rubric marines of a sorcerer gain one ap which is uh, nice which is it's, so it's so needed it's also needed uh, it is because i don't you know when you say three it it does suck because it's like it's base to base and like it's really hard uh when you have terrain pieces because if, if one of your dudes is up on terrain they're they're out they're out of the three inch range and it's like they're so close but it just doesn't work out so this really opened up a lot more playing field for me so i i really enjoy it <laughs> so one of my my thing is i actually think that rubric command should just be gotten rid of completely and all rubrics should have three apl yeah i personally i well here's the thing i agree with you because again i think that warp coven is a very middle middle team i think it, it doesn't you know i i have like pretty good win rates against certain teams i have a pretty good win rate with like loot and salvage just because of how the sorcerers are built. But like, you know, I know going into a game, if the other player is experienced that their team's going to beat my team just because it's like, they also have these very, very well-known weaknesses. But I think also that to make them a little bit more fair and giving them a chance to have a better win rate would be giving all Rubik Marines three APL. I just think they are slow, slow, fat little guys. Well, what's crazy is that security is not even as good as it was. Anymore. I know. And yeah, like, that you got a hit there. But it's but what sucks about this is that like they're giving these Rubik Marines all of these um, buffs, but if you take more than like four Rubik Marines, you have to play security. So it's like, <laughs> is yeah, this really I, a buff? <laughs> it's not. I think I think recon's actually pretty good, and it might swing back to being 
playing uh, Zangors just because of how strong you you'll have to you'll have to feel it out because like realistically, if you look at the security secondaries, like it's they might be completely unattainable, uh, and 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 so it's like you're gonna lose all this awesome APL, all these awesome buffs because you're gonna have to use the Zangor to to get the recon. Yeah, but being able to shoot with the reaper cannon twice in a turn is kind of disgusting i know i can't complain too much about that but yeah (laughs) so that's the other change is that um one of their uh, strategic ploys i believe to the exalted astartes strategic ploy when you cast when you use it it doesn't affect just sorcerers anymore it can also affect rubric marines so they buffed the crap out of rubric marines because rubric marines were not good uh, yeah. Now they're viable, but they're also not <laughs> intercessors. <laughs> it's intercessors not. can shoot and they can kill people in close combat. Um, while Rubik Marines are insanely slow. Also, they only have 12 hit points. I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but like, I think Phobos have what, 15? Yeah. No, no not Phobos. Phobos got 12. Uh, intercessors have 15 on the sergeant, yes. Yeah, and but I'm just saying that like it's it's interesting like it's just like and then Zangor have like seven or eight and it's just like I don't know I I feel like the three APL will make up for the fact that like they're they're not that beefy either I mean I granted the sorcerers are incredible and you have to play the sorcerers you know full fledged to be able to make this team viable but yeah you're I, you're absolutely gonna be playing three sorcerers you have to you have to because but I mean because because they do have the capability of like healing and moving around other people so i really shouldn't complain so much uh but it's just i just get kind of irked because it's like they buffed them and now security is so awful that like it makes you want to play recon and then you lose all the buffs having to play the recon and so you're just like ugh, okay i definitely feel that warp coven is a solid b tier army oh absolutely absolutely but not a fun to play compared to other chaos armies yeah 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 uh, still other chaos armies are better speaking of 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 it let's talk about gellerpox gellerpox the oh, new baddies on the block huh they're winning all the tournaments they some crushing thick, kids thick, left and right thick models some thick boys and flies and boys <laughs> boy are these well, so, gross models yeah. <laughs> so the techno curse ability makes them group up a little bit more now that it's going to two inches instead of three inches and three inches for the glitchlings instead of six inches. Um, Praise that's blast. That's a huge, huge, huge nerf. So I think that's, that's really, really well needed, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, really well. Because these guys are stomping hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely stomping hard. And they still get the uh, their glitchlings and Gellerpox mutants are getting feel no pains of six instead of a five plus because they had 127 wounds with two saves. It was ridiculous yep, to and they say the least. Feel no pains, you know, the legendary saves in close combat where they do the best. Yeah. Oh, so it was one of those like, wow. You guys aren't going to believe this, but I thought they had a feel no pain on six and not five. And I cannot believe that it was a five up. I did not know. Well, that. no, they're big. They're big guys. Their they big guys five. still have a five up, but they're small. All the small models now have a they're, six up. I'm saying I cannot believe that the small models have the five up. 
Like that's yeah. Well, that's oh yeah, yeah. That's gross. That's unbelievable. Uh, I did not. Quite I disgustingly resilient. They're very resilient. I, uh, I mean, they're not even wearing it. armor. You know, that's. I just feel like they're covered in mucus. Like they're pretty gross. Slippery boys. Slippery. Bullets just slide off of them. <laughs> so let's move on to a, the uh, the Star Striders. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the first name. It's like Lucidian. I mean, Illucidian? Just Lucidian. The E is silent. Like How do you know that, Giacomo? <laughs> um, the Emperor uh, raise you? Yes. Gilliman knows? Okay. I am Got now it. a rogue trader. so uh you know most about these guys so why don't you give us the rundown yeah so private support assets which are like the the fastest way to describe this are those vet guard extra things so like you can use special weapons like a big laser a little explosive or a better explosive they got improved for ballistic skill so which is always just appreciated you hit a little better with them that's nice yeah it's it, it was a cool one like thanks i guess the electromaster is the one i i think i like the most so you have the Voltgeist Field, which was the one where if you get into range of him, he explodes and does mortal wounds to him, which I'm mm. not sure if it's been FAQ'd or not for this part, but it looks like you could still do it through walls. I could be wrong about that. Okay. But that's cool. And then his other ability is he can change his pistol to have like lethal four. It's just fun. It's just a zero cost ability now. So instead of paying one action point, uh, and I'll always take that. That's fun. And then the rotary gun, the big heavy weapon, now has relentless. Which it didn't have before. I'll take it. Uh, I don't know. think it's going to make them any better, but I think at least it puts them into like a C tier. Going from like D tier where they D- were. Yeah. I know. Like, I want them better. That's about it. still think they're in D tier. I know. I want them to be better though. Like that's the one thing. I mean, I wish that you could just take all uh, assassins, but you know, you know, I think that the rules writers kind of wrote themselves into a corner when they said, this team has to take these models because that's what came in the box rather than opting to allow them to take a lot of different choices by buying multiple boxes. I like to think this was like their test. Like um, this is the hero kit we're releasing and you have to play with this hero set. Same thing with the Jeller Pox infected, but they just turned out to be a lot better. So like I could see in the future them saying like, Hey, you know that Gaunt's ghost box that you bought? Yeah. It's going to become a thing. Here's, that would be to, awesome. You got to take all the characters and they all have special abilities. And the only thing you can really change is like equipments. Yeah, I would love for that to happen, but I everyone keeps talking about it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it either, but I would like for them to do them and like Colonel Schaefer's Last Chancers. I would love to have a bunch of criminals uh, fighting. I want to see Eisenhorn squad, Giacomo. Like, oh man, you definitely guys, do. Come on, come on. What about the Blood Angels from from that one show I haven't finished? Don't even get me started. <laughs> I'm so excited to finish. They just released a couple new episodes for uh, Angels of Death, so I'm very excited to sit yeah. down with my wife. I'm very that. excited to ignore them for like a year. I know. <laughs> until we go on, until we, until we go until to we Vegas again. Go to Vegas and you can watch another three episodes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so to our next two biggest buffs, uh, we can all argue about who the who our big buffs are, biggest buff contenders are, but the Kroot are yeah. next up on this. Uh, while there is a top player that I see in the Discord saying that he's smurfing with these guys, crushing kids left and right and slapping the crap out of them before they got the buffs, um, you know, it's surprising me that they got such a ginormous buff. 
They needed it. What are you talking about? Well, you could do like balance the books and then this other two things and because uh, you'd remove yourself from the table. And when you did that, you could balance the books. I can't remember how the thing was, but someone explained it to me and you could get all your secondaries in like one turn. So it was like nuts. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you could, the, the fact that you could max all your secondaries in one turn <clears throat> is I would say disgusting and resilient, but I don't know. It's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of crazy stuff here. So, for instance, they gain an additional model. This is one book that I do not have at the moment, so I need to get it. But they can get one additional model, which is uh, a huge buff, considering they think that's a big enough nerf to put Pathfinder in their place from their dominance. So they get one one additional model. They get... Uh, their accelerator bow gets plus one BS on all profiles. The Kroot pistols improve the ballistic skill by one. The Kroot long sight gets an improved ballistic skill. So they just get a lot better. Um, five attacks instead of four using a strategic ploy. A lot of changes to their equipment. And um, To be honest, I have no idea what any of these things do because I don't own the book. I don't think I know anybody who plays Fast Stalker King Band. Well, I've, I been know. Waiting, I I've been waiting to do a review with Giacomo about this team when they would show up at one of my tournaments. Now I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to be at LVO. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have a crew team. I don't have the crew, um, I don't have the crew models here. But uh, I had a Crute original team with the crew talks and all that kind of stuff that I painted up. I love the Crute, and I'm very excited to see what these guys do. Yeah, I'm hoping this is, is going to make them a, uh, a f- I mean, they're already a fun team. I've never, like, I've never played them, but I've played against them. And everybody I've ever played against them has just been, like, really cool people. <laughs> so I, they've always just been, like, a fond team to me. So I hope they get the buff they need to be a better contender. Well, apparently, these guys are supposed to be S tier or A tier now. So. Oh. Do you know what? With the, all this improvement to ballistic skills, so reliable hitting and still probably having abilities. Well, I think with the new changes to the critical ops pack, you can no longer do the shenanigans of one turn, get mm. all my secondaries. Okay. But that you can still. Huh? Yeah, but you can still do like a good amount of stuff. So yeah, I definitely will see them being like A tier. I don't know if it's S tier to the point where like you're designing maps like you design no, against Tau I, so that it, they just don't I, win right away. Well, you well the problem is with the Farstalkers is that you can't design against them because they have a rule baked into their data sheet saying that they can choose multiple things like from different. Places, oh yeah, yeah, right. So they can choose like their strategic ploys or whatever it is, attack ops. The attack ops, yeah, <clears throat> like recon or you, you know, can take one of their own and then you can the the one that's like when you score when you max one out you max this one as well. Balance the books balance the books then you can also take let's say uh infiltrate right now or not infiltrate let's say um outflank from recon you could take that and then you could take one other thing that's really easy for them to score and bada bing bada boom uh you max them out so i think that they're gonna be a high scoring team coming lvo i think they're gonna be fun i love the way that they're painted very excited now, there's something that's very interesting. Herotech got a buff, but Carsicans did not. You can't fix perfection. <laughs> yes, GW. You can't yeah, fix you can't, perfection. Can't, can't fix perfection. Carsicans were already perfect. They remind me of, like, Phobos, 
but for guardsmen because they have a bunch of gadgets like in little crap like that and i like it i like i like teams like that they're just boring they have like a you know change my shots i needed to hit this turn use my points for that yeah i mean i mean they're fun they're cool they have a very solid mechanic um it's not game breaking though like to the point where you're no, like, whoa yeah like uh let me uh let me turn one dash three times and throw this emp grenade at your five guardsmen and kill all of them no not lo- nothing like that <laughs> they're just uh they're just you know they're caster they're they're fan service for people who like casterkin you know like yeah they were playing guardsmen already and it's like oh new casterkin bucks you mean well I, I know some people didn't like the helmets but that's fine so hero tech got some big changes um the cryptic got two additional wounds though i think the cryptic should be improved to at least 15 wounds um so that's my, one of my one of my hot spicy opinions that's a spicy one maybe one more model you think they need that much know. this is not enough these guys were bad these were f tier I mean, the oh fact gosh. they were, they were awful. Somebody had to be bad. Yeah. Now they're, now they're sitting down at the bottom still. Um, the problem is with the hero tech circle is that they feel cool and fun to play. The problem is, is that they have no staying power. They're not Necrons. Like you, they can't stay in the fight. They just get blown off the board, even with this free reanimation. And then the fact that you can reanimate for like, up to seven wounds instead of five now. Mm. Um, it's not enough. Um, none of these things are enough, in my opinion. If they start reaching top tables at LVO, I'll I'll, I'll eat something nasty on <laughs> okay. our Twitch. On Twitch. Um, so that's a challenge to all of you guys going to LVO this year since we sold out three times now and we're sitting three at 90 times. players. Um, if... There is Hero Tick in the final top eight. I'll eat something really disgusting on oh, Twitch. You should, you should do that stinky fish that comes out of the can. Oh, God. That's like worse than tuna. I know. What the? Tuna's great. Tuna's awful. I guess I'll have to do that. So um, if that happens, guys, uh, well, I mean, we'll see. That, uh, this is a challenge. Watch Ace is going to show up and be like, ooh, look, I won. Ha, ha, ha. Dakota, I brought I brought this fish for you to eat on stream live. It's <laughs> puking everywhere. Do you really not like fish that much? No, I don't want to eat that. I'm just glad that you guys didn't say 100 <laughs> year eight because I think I'd probably say no. Which is that? <laughs> that's like the uh, like the an egg that's like 100 years old. Oh, that that thing. Ew. Yeah, it's gross. Is that yeah, really a that thing? Is. It is a thing. So that's pretty much the balanced data slate, everyone. Not a ton, but yeah. also a ton. There's a lot. I I feel we'll ask each of you guys this. I feel that nerfing these top teams will buff everything else to make it a more competitive meta. In the end, I think this is going to be healthy and better for the game. And I'm glad they just didn't heavily like nerf something because there is nothing worse than playing 40k and then saying this army is no longer viable because we're adding all of these points 
now you have to buy completely different models. That There's nothing worse than that feeling. So I'm glad that GW is not taking a super heavy-handed approach at these. Uh, what about you guys? Well, I want to point out one thing. This has nothing to do with the balanced data slate as much as it has to do with the errata that came out just like a few days ago. Uh-huh. But um, we found this out. If you take two shooting orders with, let's say, an intercessor warrior, right? Just regular intercessor fires twice. Then they merc that character. They can't shoot after they die. We found that out. That is that who's, is now officially a thing. Who's if this is in the errata? Yep. I just wanted to point that out since it wasn't on the balance data slate, but it was just something I thought would be important to mention. Because you're only allowed to activate and fire twice? Yes. So before we we originally had all ruled it as you could shoot twice, then if you die, shoot again. Um but no, now it has officially been if you shoot twice and then someone kills you, you can't use your in death because you've already fired twice. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. Interesting. Yes, so that's 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 not just for Phobos. I believe that works for anyone who has that ability to like to shoot twice, and then if they would get a chance to shoot again. No, it makes sense now that you've said it, though. That's in the that's in the Phobos errata. That that will uh, an intercessor one. Sorry. Okay. I did double check it for everyone else, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work. That's good because yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Wow, yeah, you're right. It says it right here. If you if you use Wrath of Vengeance tactical ploy, you can't use it again. So th- for everyone listening, it is uh, action restrictions still apply. So with Bolter Discipline in mind, if that operative has already performed two shoot actions during that activation, you cannot use Wrath of Vengeance to perform a third shoot action. Good. You can still Overwatch. Uh, for a third, but that's because it's not a shoot action. Yeah, so no no legendary four shots. Sad days. Sad days. I've gotten it off twice, so I feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> semi, semi-nerfed uh, Intercession Squad there. All right, cool. Cool yep, beans. Yep, so that was not on there, but I wanted to point that out. How about, how about you, Sai? What do you think about this data slate? Um, well, you know, I have been considering laying Warp Coven down and retiring them a little bit, so I have been really researching, especially prepping for LVO, um, a new team that I want to kind of focus on. And I had been thinking about Hunter Clade a little bit, but I know this sounds really funny, but I, I don't know. I think Kroot would be a really, really fun with their, I want to just feel out how they play with, with all their buffs. So this is just something to think about, but Kroot's always been just like a fun little team. And like, I'm, I'm curious to see what they can do now. And they can win games. They, they sure better. can. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a few, a couple questions for you guys. Uh, um, yeah. What are your guys' hobby plans for this this upcoming year? Saya, go first. Uh, I am currently painting a um, Blood Angel kill team. And I'm going to do it in a very intricate way, and I'm pretty excited about it. So that's hobby-wise. I'm hoping like to pick Angels of Death. Yeah, it's going to be a complete red, black, white, a uh, red, black, gray scheme. And then uh, I want to like really focus on like the hobby aspect of this. So I'm going to put them on their ship from the the show. So that will be like the display board will be like a hunk of the like sword of the, yeah the the sword of ball. And so like, uh, but I want to make it look like you're looking like at the show. So I'm pretty excited about that. I really want to up my Super hobby track excited game. excited to see that. I know. I just yeah. like, but you know, especially because it's like at ABTT, 
the bat squad brought such a really intricate board and i was like you know what that's that's what's gonna happen now i feel like every time i'm gonna bring a team it's gonna be on the, the most epic board i can possibly make but but i enjoy the hobby aspect of it so um uh yeah i'm hoping just to the next av at the next avtt we should all bring our uh one team and just put them up for for show yep most definitely. yeah i would do that for show yeah like showing stuff up how about you giacomo uh, for me, all right. I want to finish the rest of my Phobos team. Just actually get like the models to really represent them. Because right now I'm just saying this guy's this guy, and then I just put like a little note next to their feet. But I want to get that all done. Like I have the pieces; they're just not painted. And then I want to start working on orcs. That's a long project that I said I was going to oh. do like like a year ago, and uh, well, it's been a it's been a year. So I'd like to work on orcs because they're fun. I like the way they look. And uh, yeah, that's going to be my big hobby things. And just building more terrain. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I was building some yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, I, I was sending you the pictures. Then mm-hmm. I realized I need to paint them first or else it's going to be really <laughs> hard to paint afterwards. <laughs> it's going to be a one coat paint and dry brush if you do that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to do that. I'm going to they're currently unassembled. I have sheets ready, so I'm going to take a, a roller some paint roller and just like apply the first layer and then let it dry, flip it and do it again. And then I'll glue it. It's pretty easy to glue. Yeah. Not that hard. Not at all. So my hobby plans would be, I'm going to paint, finish my vet guard. Uh, I would love to finish my uh, intercessors and my Corsairs. So I, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but I do not get a lot of time to hobby anymore. Especially being a TO, being a father, being a husband, um, and owning a business, two two businesses, um, and having a part-time job. Not a lot of time for hobby, unfortunately. So I, it's one of my goals is to make a little bit more time for my family and myself uh, so that I can do a little painting every now and then. But those are my goals. And also... To finish my Necron army. Those guys are... I like the way they look. So. Yeah, get that chromium on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all chrome Necrons with like glowing green. It's pretty cool. So, guys, there's a lot of stats I have. But before we get to the stats, um, what was your favorite tournament this year? Christmas. The Christmas tournament? Yeah, it wasn't as big of a turnout. But I like the camaraderie. Everybody, or at least the, the majority vibe. of people, were wearing... The ugly sweaters. There was one I really hated. It was uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Alex, the one who won the Alex. Uh, the uh... Alex Squire, just uh, God, you know the the T Rex one. What, what did it oh, say? The one again? that was like oddly green, but it was like the worst green you've ever seen. It's like an awful green. It had real pieces of like like a fake tree coming out of it. I hated and that. And it had balls on it. It was on a T Rex. It was amazing. Yeah. What was what was the slogan? Something Saurus Rex. Christmas Saurus? Yeah, I think yeah, it's like Christmas like God, I, I hated that one so much. <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> it deserved was... to win. <laughs> that was such a fun, it was a small turnout, but I mean, it is the holidays and everything like that. But I guarantee you, what was cool about that was the fact that um, Squad Games was able to give everybody who came a gift. So, like, everybody walked away with gifts and like goodie bags, and it was intimate, and everybody there just had a, was just very positive and 
you know, just, it was a good time all around. And I, I also enjoyed that. We were hoping to um, provide more food, but because of where we ended up being located, we couldn't like provide. So we wanted to do like hot cocoa and, and like, you know, treats and stuff for everybody. But um, you know, being in game stores sometimes makes that a little hard because, you know, we have to follow their, their policies, but we try to make it up by providing like takeaway goodies and stuff like that. But that one was very, very fun. Uh, but my favorite, I have to say, was still ABTT. I, I just think that was such a crazy two days of my life. And I truly think that was a highlight of like all the squad game tournaments this year. Yeah. I would say, hands down, mine would be the AVTT. Yeah. Uh, while I did enjoy the Christmas tournament, I really hope to make that a narrative game next year where oh, everyone can that. come out and, you know, we'll have like some narrative stuff, maybe some snow terrain, maybe actual like Christmas village terrain, you know? I think you know what's so fun. cute we'll just about buy, that? like 20 Jesus mangers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying? That's so funny. I was just talking about the fact that people showed up with Christmas minis. Like, oh yeah, mini- like like uh, Jonathan Marquise had like a straight up full, fully painted Christmas army, and like it was a uh, Christmas casterkins, right? Yeah, and then yep. like his his equipments would be like his like little uh, Christmas cans with like were um the like candy like cane games. explosives, and then um James Robinson like. He painted the little like um, the red gabo. Yeah, the gabo. But then he had a matching sweater, and so he painted it to match himself. And I'm like, this is just too much. So amazing. I'm hoping that next year it will be will be bigger. But you know, not always having a, a more people makes something better. Like it's just like the the type of people who come. But like we definitely yeah, we had like five new players. Yeah, come. And, it was amazing. It was and it was such a fun experience. But like I mean, it was like people were really into it. So I'm hoping that maybe we can pick a and a spot next year that we could host a little bit more people and, and, you know, make it just a little bit more festive, but we got to hire a Santa. Yeah, we do, no, right. you know, instead of being, a, I think we should just be like an orc dressed up in a Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my so, gosh. so my second favorite would have to be Strategicon. And it's not because I particularly enjoyed the format or anything, but it's because I actually got to play. I would love to be able to play in more tournaments, but unfortunately there's not very many tournaments that are in Southern California that we do not run. That is true. So maybe BAO next year, maybe one of the games workshop tournaments that run once runs through, I can try to go and play there. So yeah, looking forward to those. So some end of the year stats Um, so far for squad games, we have released 19 episodes, including this episode. We've produced 1,130 minutes of us talking and not rolling dice, uh, but talking quite a lot. Um, We have we started running tournaments in June of this year, and we have produced 525 competitive tournament games with over 1,050 hours worth of uh, total games played by all players. Now, something that's super fascinating for both Giacomo and Saya. This is why stats are fun. Just to give you guys something to think about and how big the championships event is going to be at LVO, we have over, drumroll, 
630 games that are going to be played at that particular event. So this particular event is going to have over 105 more games played than we played in the this entire six months in eleven turn in nine tournaments. And that's not that's not the uh that's not the the one right before this. Like the 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 challenger pods on Friday. This is just Saturday and Sunday. There's gonna be six hundred and thirty games played at that event. So that is an astounding number. The fact that it's bigger than our entire our entire season of twenty twenty two. That's including SoCal, the All Valley Team Tournament, everything. Craziness. Um, also, each of us have spent about around 80 hours at Kill Team Tournaments in the past six months. Oh. That's two weeks worth of work, my guys. That's craziness. For all of each one of us, that's 240 hours for all three of us combined. Uh, we have given out f- over 45 different trophies at our events throughout this year. And we have captured over 11% of the United States competitive scene in hobby track this year. And if there's any tournament organizers out there, we are looking to expand to other tournaments to make this hobby track be bigger and better than ever and force ITC and BCP to recognize hobby track for kill team so that it can be ranked not just on my website um so reach out and get a hold of me um and we're just a california-based tournament scene so that's a huge percentage considering we're just one of the 50 states right um we have also scored over six thousand two hundred and twenty three points in hobby track for this year that's a lot of points. Yeah, we've given out that many points on Hobby Track. So, for those people that are unfamiliar with Hobby Track, is it's a way to compete with your brush and not uh, not rolling dice. So you just show up, you have your models judged upon a a uh, particular rubric. Uh, some people bring display boards to increase their points and it's a running track throughout the whole season and at lvo a prize is given out to somebody who has uh, given out the gained the most points throughout the season so um another big thing is that our instagram has uh, been started and has grown thanks to saya yay uh, and has grown to 81 followers in just over a month uh, coming from zero and being a hobby channel is is quite impressive. So without uh, any painting, a, yeah. <laughs> and you can add yourself to that number and make it higher before the end of this year if you want by going to squad.games.entertainment on Instagram and hitting follow. Thank you, Giacomo. Yeah, we would like to do a, a big thank you giveaway when we reached five hundred. So, uh, and if you know anything about Squad Games and Dakota, is that he's a pretty given. He goes giving. hard I know. on the gifts. He really does. So, I mean, it's definitely. Yeah, much to my How does he pay the rent? I don't. (laughs) 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 Um, So uh, Lester's Workshop uh, has also seen a huge boost in views and popularity. So that's that's another big thing. And then, um, yeah, I want to move on to what we're all expecting from next year. Unless you guys have anything else, accolades that, uh, that we've garnered this year. 
Yeah, we started a podcast this year, the one that you're listening to right now, and that was exciting. You can rate us. Yes. One star, or two you... star, four stars, whatever. Yeah. That was that was pretty much it for me. What about you, Saya? Oh, no, I don't have much more to add to that. Okay. All right. So coming up to next year, um, what can they expect from some, some things that they can uh, start to expect from us? Twice the amount of tournaments in California because we yeah. started halfway through the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Also some bigger, better tournaments as well, too. Like we, we hope to grow every single year, but I know that we have some really big plans for ABTT, and we also are now going to be doing the, the California State Regional ones, correct? The champions, yeah. baby. Yeah. The California champ- cha- the, the California championships event is going to be in California in November of next year. Yeah, I thought it was in So if you, if you live in California, come to it. There's something big we're going to be announcing in probably sometime in the new year that me and Sheldon are working on. Uh, LVO is going to have a, another cool thing is that LVO is going to have a story element behind it this year. Um, so it's not just a purely, it is going to be a purely competitive event and the story element is only going to matter to people who, who care about it, but, uh, it should be just an extra layer that should be fun. Um, the sequel for the all Valley team tournament, we're looking to run in the summer. So all of those, uh, players that had fun and are just looking forward to coming to the next team tournament, um, we will hopefully be announcing that in January, where it's going to be, when it's going to be. Um, so everyone can uh, look out for that. And anyone that's li- listening from across the coast, this is an event that is worth coming to, to say the least. Um, we had 42 players, which was bigger than LVO last year, and I'm expecting uh, the AVTT to grow, maybe not as astounding as we did this year at LVO, but maybe it will. Maybe we'll maybe we'll double up. That'd be awesome. It's definitely a different experience, and it's very cool. And it's also like if you have friends, it's such a neat. And I know that like a lot of a lot of people who play Kill Team have already established like little like I don't want to say clubs. It sounds so childish, but like look at Bay Area. Well, not clicks because that means that they're mean girls. Um, But I'm not going (laughs) to put that back. Some of you are mean girls. Um, But like uh, like if you look at the Bay Area tournament squad, like that's like a club, you know. And so it's cool because you can come with your friends or the people you play with and really stomp on other people as a group. And, it, and it's cool because it also gives you a little wiggle room. It's not as intimidating because you're going with a group of people and you can discuss how you can overcome other things. I'm just, I'm a huge fan of it. And I, I this is my very first team event I've ever been a part of. And I thought it was just like the coolest experience. And I think it's really cool for experienced players as well as very new players. It's a very, very just overall a neat event and I, i'd like to see it pick up it's it's pretty cool did i mention it was cool no yeah, it's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be super i think it's gonna be super fun yeah. um i had a plethora of people come up and say it was their best event they've ever been to uh and the fact that you just get to play with your homies you know that's kind of the best yeah. part about it yeah no pressure so yeah no 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 pressure so the other thing and, and you're in and it's going to be in la so it's easy to get to going to be a lot of stuff to do in and around it it's going to be fun um we also are hoping to expand uh our tournament series to other game systems this year so we're hoping to move to games like marvel crisis protocol to shatterpoint when that's released uh and a few other things i hopefully we can run 
multiple tournaments next to each other as long as the venue permits um, or maybe one one weekend at a, at a place and something else somewhere else. So, um, you know, if you like multiple games, you know, keep an eye out. We'll 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 keep announcing some stuff. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing all that stuff up. And that's that's a lot of things that we have looking forward to in the pipeline. I'm having a good time, guys. It's almost it's almost Christmas. It's almost New Year's. In fact, we're only like two days away at the time of this recording. Yeah. We I'm are, excited. Getting close. We, are, we are 25 hours away from Christmas. 25 hours. I also I also would like to thank um, Giacomo and Saya for really making all of this possible, to say the least. Uh, without either one of you, um, something that I'm grateful for, without either one of you, uh, this company and this journey would not have been possible. Just, so thanks, man. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, dice roll in think, some dreams. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the, this is a good group of people, and I think that we wouldn't be where we are without every like the heart of everybody being put into this. So I appreciate that. And thank you to all those listeners and everyone who supported us. Came to our tournaments, planning to come to a tournament. Um, Hope without to see you guys you. as well. Yeah, without you guys there, you know, we'd just be random dudes and ladies talking on the internet. Thanks for coming, and for those who plan on coming next year, we'll we'll look forward to seeing you then. Yeah, see you next year, and happy holidays, everybody. Yes, yeah, this is our holidays. last episode of the year. Happy holidays. Remember, when you're at your in-law's place or wherever you're at, flush the toilet, uh, say thank you, and say no to fast fashion. Happy New Year, everybody. Woo!